The following program, The Voice for Southeast Texas, is paid for by the Dana Steele Campaign. Welcome from the Associated Credit Union of Texas studio. This is The Voice for Southeast Texas with Houston radio legend and Texas Radio Hall of Famer, Dana Steele. Good morning and welcome to The Voice for Southeast Texas. I am Dana Steele. We come to you live from the Vinyl Draft Studios in beautiful uh, Clear Lake area of Texas, Southeast Texas, each and every Tuesday morning at 9 o'clock, talking to people about issues that are important to so many of us in Southeast Texas. Um, you know, this is only our third show, and I think in three shows we've talked about flooding and recovery mm-hmm. and rebuilding. That's going to be such a big part of our story. Uh, Sam Alex, who works with veterans and mental health issues with veterans, joining me in the studio is sort of a, your co-host today. Oh, wonderful. Thank you for having with me, Dana. beautiful melodic tones wow. of Sam Alex. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk a little bit about your organization here in just a few minutes. A couple okay. of opening remarks I wanted to get through, uh, and then a little bit of music for you. We'll take a little bit of music break and come back real quick. Name of your organization. Yes, Dana. It's Changing Hearts and Mind Program also known as CHAMP. CHAMP, I love that. I love that. And you're working specifically with veterans. Veterans and their families, yes. Because I want to talk about some of the issues you're seeing as we bring some of these guests okay. on, talking about more recovery from the floods. Just awesome. a, a couple of things I wanted to uh, I wanted to do. I think we're live on Facebook, one of the cameras. Um, very, very proud of this. You know, I started a book series called 101 Ways to Rock Your World. First one was um, Everyday Activities for Success Every Day. And then we did one for golfers, which did not help my game. But, you know, <laughs> golfers think everything's going to help their game. It was it was therapy to write that book. Did one for college students when my um, uh, son 2.0 was going off to college. Um, we've done one for teachers. And now that I'm running for Congress, I've had to turn the series over to someone else. And okay. so this is the first in the series where someone else is, is ta- has taken my baby be and it's parenting 101 ways to rock your world so very excited sue groner took over the series she's the new president of the company and she's put out the first book it's uh, just became available on amazon this week so just wanted to give her a little shout out and thank her for for taking on that project for me also december 14th mark your calendar at sylvan beach pavilion it is the holiday market which gets bigger and bigger and bigger it's the nutcracker market that we do out here that benefits the bay area turning point for women and children so i'm hoping you'll get Get involved with it. Um, you can go to my Facebook page, and I'll have some information there. Or you can go to events at BayAreaTurningPoint.com. Gosh, so much in the news this week. Um, you know, I think a lot of men probably waiting for the the next shoe to drop, so to speak. I mean, Charlie Rose just. Mm-hmm. Stunning to see that Charlie Rose was such a huge fan of his mm-hmm. work, his yes. interviewing skills. Uh, but I'm glad to see CBS taking this so seriously and doing something about it. Um, so I think at some point we'll have to do a, a show on that. Uh, but we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about flooding, uh, rebuilding, recovery, and most importantly, all the money that is coming into the into the state, whether it be from the federal government or from charities. The question is, where is that money and are the people that need it going to see it. First, we're going to take a little musical break here, a sort of a tribute to a great who was lost, one of the founding members of ACDC. Malcolm Young died this week. I have actually been working, not so much working, but talking with members of his organization uh, the last couple of years as I became a sort of a de facto expert on Alzheimer's. Malcolm did have Alzheimer's, Mm. dead at the age of 64. Just sad, sad, sad. Um, So thought we'd do a little bit of ACDC will be back with more of The Voice for Southeast Texas. I'm Dana Steele. You're listening to The Voice for Southeast Texas, Dana Steele. Thank <laughs> you. 
level business networking opportunity, then look no further than Vinyl Draft. Mark your calendar for 7 p.m. on the third Tuesday of each month and join Doug Meisinger and Bertrand McHenry along with co-host Kelly Williams for a totally unique networking concept. No selling, no passing out business cards, just a place to mix, mingle, and create relationships with Clear Lake Area's top professionals. All of this with the fine food and craft cocktails of Preamble Lounge and Craft House and an all-vinyl LP soundtrack. And remember, it's Vinyl Draft. Wear something nice. Vinyl Draft Radio is recorded live in the Associated Credit Union of Texas studio. Now, back to more of Dana Steele, the voice for Southeast Texas from the Associated Credit Union of Texas studio. Welcome back to the Voice for Southeast Texas. I am Dana Steele. Um, you may have just heard the little the the little ad there for uh, Vinyl Draft Networking. That's going to be happening tonight at Preamble in the Clear Lake area. So I know uh, folks watching live on Facebook can't hear that uh, during the breaks. So um, go to Vinyl Draft and you can find out more about it. But we're going to try to get out there tonight before we pack up and head out for Thanksgiving. Son 1.0 and bonus daughter cooking their very first nice. Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> So they, you know, they've got they've got six parents. They've got three sets of parents because my husband was married before. This is my stepson, and uh, so they're taking their their favorite foods from all three Neat. family That's traditions. Awesome. So it's a little ambitious for their first Thanksgiving meal, 
but they're they're going for it. Go and, big um, or go home, right? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> it'll be very exciting for them to do their first Thanksgiving meal. Uh, so we'll be heading out for that. But today we're still talking. I can't believe we're still talking about flooding and recovery and rebuilding. Mm. I remember when I kid my husband. Um, is first-generation Cuban-American. He grew up in Miami. He grew up with hurricanes. And I remember after Ike hitting, it was really the first devastating hurricane to me in my adult life where I had to deal with four feet of water in the house mm. and contractors and insurance companies. And I remember Charlie the Wonder Husband saying to me, it'll be at least a year, if not two or three years, before things get back to right. normal. And I said, you are so exaggerating. You're just, you know, mm-hmm. Debbie Downer. Mm-hmm. You're just... Mm-hmm. And he was he was right. I mean, there's still He's some right. things right. on NASA Parkway near my house that mm-hmm. have never... Um, recovered. Over by the Endeavor mm-hmm. uh, Marina. There's still, right. uh, 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 there's still a lot full of boat trailers. That's right. And that was from Hurricane Ike. Wow. And now we're dealing with Hurricane Harvey. Now, I had got two, I got a, I got a private Facebook message, and then I got a, a, an email the other day within an hour of each other. The private Facebook message said, I am an inspector for a large, major banking concern that's involved in mortgages. And I think they are cheating people. I think they are holding funds on purpose mm. in order to to you know earn the interest, and they're not releasing funds. She goes, "I'm doing the inspections. I know the inspections done. They're telling the consumers, well, your inspection report isn't in.'" And she goes, "I have turned these in, and people wow. are not getting their money, and they need to be able to pay their contractors." That's right. Not an hour later, I got a call from uh, Larry Horning. Larry, are you with us? I sure am. Um, so that was just wild to get your email not an hour after that claiming the same company, and I don't want to say the name of the company right now, Larry, mm-hmm. if you don't mind, uh, mm-hmm. just for liability reasons, but it is a Correct. large, large banking company. Um, just real briefly, tell us the story you sent me. Um, our home had flooded. We are at Memorial and Kirkwood, and we had 44 inches of water, and we're under mandatory evacuation for two weeks. And counting the calendar, uh, that was roughly between the 25th and 27th of August. And now we are, as of this coming Monday, following the holiday, we will be at our 96th day from that flood, which is hard to believe. And what happened, basically, is we went and completed all the paperwork, all the documentation. We had sent it off to FEMA. We sent it off to XYZ Bank. And then we had also sent it off to the NFIP, which is the National Flood Insurance. And just one point that I really wanted to make is that FEMA and the NFIP were absolutely amazing. With all the number of millions of people that this was going on around the country, they were amazing. So you were one of the success stories with those. Absolutely. And you think everything's going fine. Everything's going to be great. Yes, we do. So they gave us immediate housing. That was like one day after the evacuation. They had us in a hotel. And then on September 3rd already, they had given us our claim number. And then September 29th, they gave us a $36,000 advance. And what happens in something like that is if you have flood insurance, the property itself is up to $250,000, and then contents over that is $100,000. And then out of that $250,000 is where the bank gets involved because they actually own a part of your home. So in our case, when they have a mortgage on our house, they only actually have 21.1% of our home, not the whole thing. But they're holding on to all the money you got. They are holding on to all the money. And that's the thing we were looking at. We did start talking to various people. And XYZ Bank actually has known about our flooding for 84 days now. And we still, in the last 32 days, have been doing nothing but paperwork and information going back to them. Uh, Sign this document. No, we need a waiver. Uh, We need this. We need that. And we have given them, within an hour of them asking for information, the documentation, uh, we submitted everything and every piece of documentation, and this went on, there's probably about 23 or 24 of those documents that we recorded. Every one of those was rejected. Every one. Uh, you didn't have the address correctly, or this was not on the invoice. So we have spent so far out of our own personal money, which comes out of our savings, we're at $81,000 out of our own pockets. 
and the bank just continues to delay and delay delay and we can't move into the home you know, and you're one of the fortunate ones. I used to say this with mom's Alzheimer's. We spent $42,000 out of pocket mm-hmm. to care for mom uh, those last mm-hmm. couple of years. I mean, fortunately, we had the money in savings, right. and that's very yes. unusual. Most mm-hmm. working-class Americans don't have that kind of money. And you sound like you're an extremely, um, you know, some people would call us anal retentive, Larry, but I call it highly organized. Highly organized. So we have everything. Now, the attorney we spoke with last week on the show, and hopefully we're going to eventually be able to move on from rebuilding and recovery, uh, Raj Pandit, Raj said, do everything via uh, email so that you have, and, and just keep adding to the same chain so yes. that when you do have to get lawyers involved, mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, supervisors in these large banking concerns at XYZ Bank, mm-hmm. when they see that you have documented it, mm-hmm. they don't want to deal with that. They'd rather just no. get you paid. Sure. Yeah. Um, so where are you right now on this, Larry? And what are well, they saying to you now? Well, we have it, and again, documentation we have down to the T because I run several businesses and I know exactly how to protect myself. Um, so where we are right now is on October 26th, XYZ Bank received $210,500 from the National Flood Insurance. For you? For me. And here we are, um, 32 days later, and actually it's more than that, if you count till Monday and nothing's going to happen in between, they have not released a dime. Then they come back on November 8th and go, well, we need a contractor waiver. Then they requested more documents. And then XYZ Bank on 11-17 said, okay, we will give you a $4,000 deposit to pay for the cabinetry in the home from the vendor. So now they, that was on 11-17. We still have not received that check. Then they are making the check out to another smaller bank. They are making it out to my wife, to me, and the vendor. And the vendor required 50% down, and they're only giving us like 11% towards it. So my entire... So now the vendor's are, done with you. Yeah, they've said, okay, we've started it, you know, out of good faith, and now everything's on hold. Now they want to charge us for storage and process delay and things like that. So now the kitchen cabinets and the bath cabinets have stopped. Uh, we have put most of everything into the home except any drywall. So in other words, things like plumbing, electric, which could cut fire. We've taken all of the key things, but our house still doesn't have windows, uh, doesn't have doors. It is just wide open. Uh, there's people coming in and out of there you know, who shouldn't be coming in and out of there. So. Uh, we are sitting here waiting for money. And no, I know. I, I'd like to point out. I know you're not in the district, and and we talk a lot about issues mm-hmm. in in CD 36. But I just, sure. I you know, sure. your story just rang. You know, I I know this is happening. Right. Yeah. To people all over. Mark Carter, who used to be head of the Democratic Party in Orange County, is going to be joining mm-hmm. us a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about, he was talking about, there are areas of, of Orange County, and I'm sure this goes all over, where they sure. still haven't been able to rebuild from Ike. And so when you go in to these homes, they didn't have sheetrock to begin with because they yeah, still yeah. haven't been able to be rebuild since Ike. And and exactly. this is where I'm going to be talking to Sam in just a minute because, you know, we're going to – Mark said something yesterday that was sort of chilling to me. He said, mm-hmm. at some point, people are going to get desperate. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, and yeah. what's going to happen now? You were actually – Larry, were you in an area that um, was part of the, the, the reservoir was the problem? Yes. The release? Yeah, we were, yeah, we were fine. It was fresh water coming, flowing through the home. But it was like, that wasn't bad. We could have recovered from that easily. <clears throat> However, the minute attics opened up um, – my daughter came running upstairs to her, right downstairs to her bedroom and said, Dad, you got to get out. You got to get out. We got to get upstairs. And I stepped into about two feet of water. Oh, wow. And and it just kept coming up and up and up. And it was brown water. I mean, it was just horrible. It blew our doors in. I mean, it was just absolutely nasty. And then we went upstairs and waited and, and went out by canoe the following morning. And what are you hearing so. from, what are you hearing, because that's another thing we're going to talk to, to Mark mm-hmm. about. Mark followed the money during Rita and Ike, and mm-hmm. that's why mm-hmm. I'm having him on to talk about that, because it's just, you know, it, it, I wish I could tell you it's going to be a really happy story, but it's not. Yes. <laughs> doesn't yes. have a good mm-hmm. ending. Um, mm-hmm. What is your? What is the county saying? I'm just curious. What's your recourse um, on them nothing. releasing? Nothing, nothing. I mean, in terms of releasing the dam or the funds? Yeah, well, and I also, I've heard that there was a lot of debris in mm-hmm. attics that should have been cleaned out over the years. Yes. Yeah, it should have been dredged. And that yeah. wasn't dredged. 
Yeah, and there's all these class action lawsuits against them. But if you see any money within ten years, you're going to be lucky. It, they're just, nothing's going to happen. You know, talking to all my attorney friends, it's just not going to happen. And this this is what I'm hearing. You're not going to see the money. You're not going to get anything out of no. that. You know, no. you you fortunately have money right. if mm-hmm. the bank ever gives it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This is a problem we're going to be dealing with for the next couple of years, years if not yes. the next 10 or 15 years in this district. We already, in, in Southeast Texas, everybody's talking about how, you know, oh, the economy's great and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. joblessness is going down. Not in Southeast Texas. It's still twice the national no. average. We yeah. have people that still aren't living in, in, mm-hmm. in any sort of conditions they should mm-hmm. be in since... You know the the windstorms of Rita, sure. and then sure. the and the rain of Ike, sure. and now they have Harvey. Okay, let's let's just do do something that's good. Um, okay, another one, thing, one quick, one, one quick mm-hmm. thing, Dana. There was a documentary that Mattress Max daughter put on the the PhD, right? And she basically stated all of what's going on with us individually now is PSTD related. It and is. she went through and she defined all of these things. And I'm sitting here and I see my family, each one of them going through. There's no normalcy. There's no future. There's no this, no that. You know, so that's the. Are real you still in a hotel? Um, actually, we are in another townhome that my daughter owns. And they, that got flooded as well. So we're running around on dirty concrete floors. And she's going back and forth to the hotel. Because she was able to get some too, so. But it's really, yeah, it's not, just not yeah, normal, not and it's normal. hard no, to get. No. Mm-hmm. It's, exactly, it's hard to get back Stressful. into it. Yeah, and everybody gets depressed, so it's a pretty depressive state right now. Well, so. you know, so what can we do? You gave me your story an hour before mm-hmm. you told me about XY Bank, XYZ yes. Bank. Um, yes. One of the inspectors told me the same story. Both of mm-hmm. you have been turned over mm-hmm. to an investigative reporter here mm-hmm. in Houston. Right. So Perfect. hopefully that Perfect. will get some sort of action going, but. In the midst of all of this, Larry, I love that people take care of people. We're all trying to yes. take care of each other. We're all yes. trying to do something. You know, we're not exchanging Christmas presents this year, and I've told the family, we need to go find somebody to take care of. You know, let's just go, let's just go, let's go find something good to do on Christmas Day. Because uh, there there's so many people that need so much more. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we're fine. But, Larry, you're offering to do, you own a furniture store. Yes. Now, granted, it's over off the Katy Freeway. Yes. But yes. you're offering to, to help folks out that, we, you know, have the proof that, hey, yes, I was flooded. I lost everything. Exactly. And what we're doing, I saw so many people in my own neighborhood and they're going, I don't know what to do about furnishings and all their furnishings were out on their sidewalk. Their entire lives were out on the sidewalk. And so our furniture, our furniture company, it's Furniture Basics, B-A-S-I-X, just for those uh, of you who want to reach out to us. And what we were doing is offering any furniture that we have, and this is all residential furniture from bedroom suits to kitchens to whatever you need at our raw cost. So we're not making a dime on it. And we want to make sure that other people are not getting ripped off by furniture companies in this city because I see it happening. So we felt we were taken out by canoe. We were rescued and we owe something back to the community. So that's one thing we're doing. Uh, The saddest one we've had so far, Dana, was this woman came in here. She had absolutely nothing, no insurance, no furnishings. Her home had flooded and then it caught fire. She had nothing. nothing, And we actually donated an entire bedroom suit to her along with some sofas and said, here, look love you go take this and you know at least somebody's doing something for you so how do people reach you uh best thing to do is through my email and that would be larry l-a-r-r-y at furniturebasics.com and that is the word furniture and then b-a-s-i-x like the number six so it's boy apple and then and six.com okay well i'll make sure i get this uh Mm-hmm. Uh, up on the website after we get Please through. Do. We'll keep us posted on your story. I'm going to keep in we touch will. with the inspector for XYZ Bank. I'm going to keep in okay. touch with the the uh, the reporter who is trying to, okay. to, to, to run this story down and see what is what is happening and why the bank okay. is hanging on to the money. I know they have to make sure people are doing what they've done, but, I mean, as much paperwork as you've already sent in, at what point oh, – yeah. At what well, point is it no longer proof? It's just holding on to the money. And, and what we looked at, you take $250,000 times four people, that's a million dollars of money that can float for however long they need to. And that's good interest. Uh, sure is. That's yeah, good sure interest. Is. You know, you can put it in my bank for a while. I'll let it just sit there for a while. All right, Larry, thank you so much. We really hey, appreciate it. And I'll Dana, be in touch with you.
you are so wonderful and just keep it going. All right. Take care. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. So talk to me, Sam Alex of Champ. Um, You know, we're we uh, you work with veterans. We are creating veterans faster than we know what to do with them. We we promise these people that have protected us and served mm-hmm. for our country that when you get back, we're going to help you get an education. We're going to make sure your medical care are costs. We're going to right. take care of you because you've taken care of us. Mm-hmm. And what I keep hearing over and over again, I sat down with Beto O'Rourke, and we did a veterans uh, roundtable uh, a few Gosh, a few weeks before Harvey, and I still continue to hear it from veterans groups. We're creating veterans faster than we know. We're, it, we're, we're too many wars, and we're creating veterans faster than we can keep our promises. So we already have some issues with veterans, um, maybe not a really good transition from leaving military to civilian life, um, and then something like this happens. What are you seeing as far as in our area in southeast Texas like Larry said, we're we're all getting a little PTSD from this. And what's happening to our veterans who were already in dire need? And now we've had this devastating flood. Well, I think that's a great question. I think some of the services that were already strained now are even more strained. And so uh, talking about a housing shortage that was already there, exacerbated now. So uh, we're looking at a wait, longer waiting time, and we know that... Like, Larry just mentioned, PTSD is not only for veterans. Folks that are involved with Harvey and traffic accidents, things like that, are experiencing those same symptoms and things like that. So uh, the problem is just huge. It was already big, now it's huge. So matter of fact, one of my friends, uh, veteran family, had to relocate to the Dallas area because of the because of the home shortage in, in our area. They just needed a place to live and, exactly. and then a place to work. Nothing was available here. You really can't here. work to have a place to live. Exactly. you got to have a place to live That's first. right. That's right. Nobody wants to give you a job if you don't have an address. That's that's correct. That's, that's part of the basic issue is housing, getting off the street. So what do we do? You know, th- these are the sort of questions I'm going to have to ask. Just okay. because I'm running for Congress doesn't mean I have the answers. But what it means is that I'm asking even more questions these days. Mm-hmm. Um, what can the government do? What can? But what can people just listening? What can average people do to help people like you that are running these organizations? What do we do? There's only so much money to donate. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. using their money to rebuild. Money's tight. Money's tight. Um, but people give what they can for the most part. But what can we do? as Americans to help our veterans? That's a great question. Um, right now, the, the willingness to help, it, it, has to go, it has to come from beyond the, the government. We know that they have so many issues, right? So it takes everyday people stepping up, like we saw in Harvey, you know, folks grabbing boats, you know, like Larry from, getting taken out in a canoe, exactly. somebody's canoe. And what Larry's doing with his business, willing to help. So it takes the entire community. And, and at Champ, that's why we bring the community in, because I don't have all the answers, although I'm a veteran. I need folks like yourself, Dana. You're a veteran family, but also you bring a dynamic that I don't bring, you know, your, your talents and, and gifts. So just connecting the entire community to solve these issues. So whether that's clothing, like we did the clothing drive last right. week at, at ACU of Texas, things like that. And and some folks may have or have access to additional houses within their family that they can make available, things like that. Yeah. Now, how does somebody reach out to you if they want to find out what they can do with, the, with CHAMP here in Southeast Texas? My email, thank you, is info at champ.vet info at champ c-h-a-m-p dot vet and also our website uh, is champ uh, www.champ.vet what are you guys working on right now you did the, the clothing drive last the clothing yes we meet every month uh, for coffee uh, social and, and veterans come in and, veteran and come, people who want to help come in. in. Correct. Oh, we, that's the great. The community, yes. It's a social because what we're finding to impact the suicide, simple things, a cup of Just coffee. being able to talk to somebody. Being able to talk, yes. Being able to talk. It, it's, it's not... We think sometimes it's real big, but a lot of times it's just a conversation. You know, I've gotten texts from you for encouragement. You know, those human little connection. things. Human, human connection. Human connection. Yes. 
Yes. We're going to stick around while we talk to Mark. Oh, yes. All right. We're going to be speaking you. with Mark Carter next. Mark, the former head of the Democratic Party in Orange County. He tried to chase down the money after Rita and Ike. And I reached out to him yesterday and said, where's the money for Harvey? And mm. I thought, you know what? We need to have him on and talk about it. Um, it is also Alzheimer's Awareness Month. We lost uh, Malcolm Young of ACDC earlier this week. Looks like at some point this week we may lose another one. David Cassidy. Yes, yes. I had the poster on my wall. <laughs> so I made uh, I made Leon and Doug and everybody go dig something out for me. So a little musical interlude here. And uh, then we will be back with more of The Voice for Southeast Texas. I'm Dana Steele. Thanks for being with us today. We'll be back. You're listening to The Voice for Southeast Texas. Dana Steele. business networking opportunity, then look no further than Vinyl Draft. Mark your calendar for 7 p.m. on the third Tuesday of each month and join Doug Meisinger and Bertrand McHenry along with co-host Kelly Williams for a totally unique networking concept. No selling, no passing out business cards, just a place to mix, mingle, and create relationships with Clear Lake Area's top professionals. All of this with the fine food and craft cocktails of Preamble Lounge and Craft House and an all-vinyl LP soundtrack. And remember... It's Vinyl Draft. Wear something nice. For info on hosting your own show on Vinyl Draft Radio, contact us via email at info at vinyldraftradio.com or by phone at 281-210-4608. Vinyl Draft Radio is recorded live in the Associated Credit Union of Texas studio. If you would like to be in the studio audience for Dana's show, contact info at vinyldraft.com. That's info at V-I-N-Y-L-D-R-A-U-G-H-T dot com. Now, back to more of Dana Steele, the voice for Southeast Texas from the Associated Credit Union of Texas studio. 
All right, we're back live. Thanks to uh, Sam Alex with CHAMP, uh, a veteran services organization who's Thank you for having sort me. of acting as a co-host today. Oh, the awesome. melodic tones of oh. Sam Alex with us <laughs> in here today. Also, want to remind you, um, the Barrier Turning Point Holiday Market is their 18th annual. They do a great job. It's coming December the 14th to Sylvan Beach Pavilion. Tickets are available, and they always sell out. So make sure you get your tickets to the 2017 Holiday Market. I'm very proud to be the honorary chair this year. For more information, you can call uh, Stasha Scruggs at 281-338-7600, or you can email events at bayareaturningpoint.com. The uh, market does benefit. Uh, it's a big benefit every year for mm-hmm. Bay Area Turning Point for women and children. Great I'm going to give this to Vicki, the producer Great extraordinaire. Maybe we can add it to the Facebook page, and we'll Perfect. get all of that information uh, on there for you. Joining me on the phone right now, we continue to do, I, I can't wait till we can do a show that's not about hurricane rebuilding and recovery, right, but right. we have such a long way to go in this area, and it's it's like everyone's forgotten, and we've moved on to all kinds of other things. I'm not real sure what our... I'm our, glad you're keeping it on the front burner, though. We have I'm, to. I, I, get in, I get in Lady Liberty, mm-hmm. the truck, and drive around the district. Right. And you know, several times a week, I'm mm-hmm. all over. I'm 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 in Jasper. I'm in Newton. I'm in yes. Polk. I'm in Tyler. I'm in Hardin. I'm in Orange. I'm in Chambers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a huge area. All nine counties were declared wow. federal disaster areas, and we hear a lot about Houston, but we don't hear stories mm-hmm. from the rest of the district. Good point. I can't even think of the last time I heard anything about Rockport. Those poor people, and I oh, heard yeah. their high school's not even going to wow. may never reopen. I mean, these are just horrible stories in the richest country in the world. We're the United States of America, and we're being treated in some areas on the Texas Gulf Coast Hmm. no differently than Puerto Rico. Um, And it's really sad to see this happening. I reached out to Mark Carter. I met Mark um, uh, several weeks ago. Gosh, it's been about a month and a half or so. Mark is living in his driveway Hmm. uh, in a... uh, uh, a motorhome with his, uh, his beautiful wife and his lovely dogs. Um, Mark is the a former radio personality, which is probably why we hit it off immediately in his garage. Also, the former Orange County Democratic Chairman at the Texas Democratic Party, been very involved in politics. Mark, thank you so much for agreeing to be on with us today. Being here, Dana. All right, I'm going to get you to speak up just a little bit. Um, you and I were talking about the question that keeps coming up, and I can't get answers. I want to be the congresswoman for Southeast Texas, but I've got to learn where to find these answers. I can bitch and complain and moan all I want, but my job will be to listen to people and hear what they need and then help them find those answers. Where's the money going, Mark? Hey, you know, Dana, that's been the greatest question that we've been asking for years. I've had the privilege of working with uh, several folks that have tracked the dollars from several major storms all the way back to Katrina, uh, which Katrina, Rita, Dolly, Ike, they were all dress rehearsals for this hurricane season, which basically affected the entire Gulf Coast in Puerto Rico. So we've got to look back at you know those storms and go, did we learn anything? Have we learned to manage some money? No, we haven't, because what we're still doing is we're screaming people. We've got more people out there trying to figure out who deserves the money than we've got time to talk about the reality is is it's a federal disaster area there's people out here that's hurt and it shouldn't take years for them to get help we should have had a plan in place a long time ago katrina was definitely a wake-up call i was a wake-up call katrina and rita were parallel storms i mean they hit one month apart we were dealing with orange county democratic party down here was dealing with refugees from new orleans with Katrina and then Rita's coming and we tell them hey you're going to have to move we've got a big storm fixing to hit us here too and so it you know it plowed in and then we saw the immediate response after the storm with the Red Cross and FEMA running in here wasn't all that bad it is the months afterwards where the screening processes are set up where you make your application I worked with a lady and it took seven years to work through the process and every year we had to reapply because the application was only good for one year. Well, if you can't qualify someone in a year that you've got to requalify them, there's something wrong with the program, not the applicants. We were all hit by storms. 
and we got to do something about it. Like you said, there's people like in areas like Bridge City who do, yeah. hadn't replaced their sheetrock from the last storm. Right. We were doing door-to-door canvassing in the last campaigns, and there was houses with they're living in with uh, uh, patio furniture in their house, folding chairs and things like that. It's what they can afford. People are going to do what they have to do. Let's talk so about the process. You, Texas has been doing the enormous amount of money that's appropriated. This kind of stuff shouldn't be happening. Right. We've got forty-four billion dollars that's been appropriated for hurricane disaster relief. For that includes all of the Gulf Coast and Puerto mm-hmm. Rico. If I'm if I'm reading this correctly, Texas that's is correct. Texas is Texas alone asked for sixty-one billion dollars. Now I think sixteen of that was to build the the Ike Dyke, the coastal spine. Um, but the point is, we're only getting a fraction of what we asked for because they basically said, well, Texans need to take care of themselves. Um, so with what billions are coming into the state, talk us through this, Mark. Uh, and with me is Sam Alix, who is a, a, an expert on veterans affairs and mental health here in the, in the southeast Texas region, works with veterans. So you've got a few billion dollars coming into Texas. Right. Congress says, "Okay, we've we you know that uh, I'm going to go through the process you gave me on the phone yesterday." Um, okay. The county judge declared the pipeline is it's the county is declares it a, 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 a disaster. A disaster. For, right. And and then and the, the governor. Well, declare what counties are going to he's going to declare disaster areas. Then Congress will then have to appropriate the money. Okay, so we've gotten that far. We've got the disaster Mm -hmm. declarations. Those happened immediately. Uh, And and Congress, um, you know, has appropriated now $44 billion, part of that coming to Texas. Where does that... Mm -hmm. Okay, Congress has said, yes, you get money. How long does it take that money to come? Where does the money go? Who decides where, you know, which Mm -hmm. counties are going to get how much of that billion? And then when it gets to the county, who gets to decide where the money goes? Right. Uh, first of all, you got to back up and say, was there an intelligent decision made? I mean, how did Congress decide to appropriate the money? Uh, I've heard that one of the metrics used is they basically look at the area affected and how many people potentially, or they know exactly how many people didn't have flood insurance because they're the guys that sell the flood insurance. So then they basically appropriate the money based on the number of people they think they're going to have to help, which is a good way to do it because they're probably right. There's where the thing then congress turns it over to the state and then the state turns it into this big pile of red tape and you have said that in the past mm-hmm. it's been tied up for so long that eventually they just say well i guess nobody needs it and i mean this is oversimplification right. but nobody yeah. needs it so we're going to just use it to to balance the budget right historically you track the money with the rate of money uh we actually have a dollar figure in the documents that we have that was brought back into the general fund and what caused the rate of fund down was Hurricane Ike. Apparently you can't have two disaster funds open in the same area at the same time. And so everyone that was qualified under RITA had to reapply under Ike. If you didn't take water, which was the major disaster under Ike, you were immediately disqualified. So that eliminated all the RITA people. And then about $574 million was put back into the general fund and that's and in orange county no it swept back into the state general oh fund. in state government yeah and that and and it didn't it did it just in time for rick perry to win a re-election off of that that was great because everything was balanced the the, the right, budget the texas budget. budget looked great but that was actually right. rita money sitting in there Right. Now, the Ike money is out there, and so people are applying for the Ike money. I stayed with the lady through that process. Literally, it took seven years. She finally was awarded a house three years ago. Um, she's been in the house for three years. It was recently flooded by Hurricane Harvey, so we're dealing with that again. But the problem is, is we're still not seeing anybody. We haven't seen anybody on the ground out here. I mean, with the Hurricane Rita, we saw people marching through. With Hurricane Ike, we at least knew where to go. They set up buildings and said, come to us. We've applied. I've heard of a lot of people applying, but the money's just not getting to the people quick enough to recover your economy. People will walk away from their homes. 
Yeah, I hear there's vast areas in yes. Orange and, and parts of Chambers where people are just leaving. Mm -hmm. uh, Pine Forest is one somebody was just telling me about, that everyone has left town. Right. Well, another thing that happens, what, what we've witnessed down here, watching it go through multiple storms and no change in the way the money happens is, yes, they appropriate lots of money and a lot of people end up running off with lots of money. And if it does need congressional oversight, if you want to get down to what I think is I don't think Congress should send that much money to any state without some form of oversight to ensure that the state's going to use the money appropriately, or if they're not, that there's some recourse for the constituents to talk to their congressman and say, hey, can you do something about the fact that you sent a lot of money and we're not getting help? Well, that was going to be one of my next questions. Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm not your congresswoman. Brian Babin is your congressman. What should Babin's office be doing? This is his area. We've got vast areas of poverty, vast areas of unemployment, um, vast areas where there's just no hope, vast areas who are still trying to recover from Rita, that, because that went all the way up into Newton and devastated homes. Now we have Harvey. You have been in this crazy political process. I'm just starting, Mark. What do people do? Don't laugh at me. What do people do when... What do you, what do you say when you call your congressperson? Because he won't even see people. Yeah, you know, first of all, Dana, right now, I mean, we're in a federal disaster area. Yeah, I don't know if anybody, I know that there are other folks out there that are listening that have lived in federal disaster areas, but they don't call them federal disaster areas because it's club men. I mean, we've got restricted services, you know, the, the stores have got, restaurants have limited menus. Uh, you know, a lot of things happen whenever your infrastructure gets whacked like that. But whenever you say what should you be doing why well, as a congressman now is not the time for him to start caring he should have started caring back when we were hollering something was wrong with ike and fix that money so this time we wouldn't be going through it again you can't change the pipeline in the middle of the flow this one's going to go bad no one's going to be able to fix it the money's already in the pipeline and i guarantee you the people that's got it earmarked have already got their hands on it we can't fix it this time but if we watch it go down again and we don't elect people that are going it's not going to happen again that way we're going to actually help the people that got hurt then it's i mean as far as babbin he's going around telling everybody we've appropriated all this money and everything's going to be all right and he's giving them hope and that's what's going to rebuild Texas is hope. It's not going to be the money. It's going to be the hope that the money will get here. But in three or four years, I won't need it because I won't fix my own house. Right. Everybody will have done it themselves or moved on, mm -hmm. moved on which continues to devastate the economy of the area because people are leaving. Businesses are shutting down. Uh, there's nobody to work. There's nobody to buy your product. There's nobody to eat in your restaurant. One of the things right. I want to back up, you said, Mark, is that there, once Congress sends the money to the states, there is no oversight. No. None? No, we, none. we asked for oversight. They said that what their position currently is, is that they want to put the money in the hands of the people that know how to best spend the money to recover their state. And in Texas, the the best way they know to recover the state is put the money in their pocket. Because it's not getting out to the people. And when you say they're putting it in their pocket, it's at the county level? It, it I'm trying filters. to draw a diagram here. Right. I'm trying right. to make it make so people can see. I understand what you're trying yes. to do, but it, it, it's really kind of like it, it's a, it creates its own organization. Because you've got all this money, and now what you've got to do is you've got to take all these applications so you hire all these people and these people are being paid out of the relief funds by the way that's all part of the relief money right so that's where a lot of the money is going to the people mm -hmm. that are administrative right. people. administrative so, so. Mm -hmm. right right and so now what kind of incentive do i have to spend all the money when it's gone i don't have a job then you're not going to have a job anymore so all right well we have to save the world in less than a minute and a half now mark so how do we advocate how do we, how do we advocate how do what we advocate? do we do well what do we do is we've got to start hollering now we do have money in the pipeline but people have got to start shouting at babbin and all your congressmen up and down the coast holler at the inland congressmen because they're the ones that are going to be most compassionate about this because they hate to see other texans in need and they can't help us so the way all the politicians could help us is just pay attention to where the money's going because you appropriate that money to help your constituents 
you got to make sure that the folks you've handed it to get it to the people that got hurt. And the constituents aren't getting it. Mark, I want to have you back on again sometime. And uh, and I promise you, you told me to bring the fun. I'm bringing some fun in January, okay? All right. Very good. All right. You take care. Take care, Mark. All right, talk to you soon. Mark Carter, former head of the Democratic Party in Orange County. It just it was just it was just mind boggling mm, listening to yes, this yes. and trying to wrap my brain around. So it basically Congress can say, yes, and it's what Babin's mm-hmm. been saying. Look, it's all gonna be okay. We sure. we got you we got you several billion dollars. We didn't mm-hmm. get you as much as you wanted, right. but it's coming and it's on mm-hmm. the way. Well mm-hmm. it's here. Mm-hmm. It's here. So where is it? So you right. need to start calling your county commissioners. You need to start calling your congressperson, That's whether right. it's Babin or Weber or Culberson or whoever, and say, Where is, is the money? The money. Yes. Where is show me the money? We have people that need it, and we will stay on this. Yes. You know, a dog with a bone. That's my new question: is where is the money? Where's the money? Sam, make sure you always let us know when you're going to be uh, doing your gatherings at Starbucks. Again, you've been listening to the Voice for Southeast Texas. I'm Dana Steele. Thank you so much. You're listening to the Voice for Southeast Texas. Dana Steele. Dana Steele, the voice for Southeast Texas from the Associated Credit Union of Texas studio. We've still got a few more minutes, so a little bit of ZZ Top, I thank you there. I thought that would be appropriate for Thanksgiving. Uh, We're getting all packed up and headed to Denver tomorrow. I guess Mm. we should get to the airport like eight hours early. I mean, I think so. (laughs) You know, I got my little MiFi hotspot all uh, all charged up. you know what I found I carry with me? Here's a little trick. If you really want to make friends at an airport, I don't travel as much anymore because I'm just driving around the district. But as a speaker the last few years, I was on an airplane 
and in an airport at least mm-hmm. once a week. And there's always delays. There's always, always. something. Especially, you know, you're flying out of the out of Florida. There's always going to be a thunderstorm. There's just going to mm-hmm. be delays. Mm-hmm. I carry a little power strip ah. that's got three extra plugs on it. It's a little tiny one they gave me at. Um, it's got Mickey Mouse on it, so it's kind of goofy looking, so to speak. But <laughs> I did a speech. I did a speech for Disney, and they gave me this thing. It makes you the most popular person in the airport. Oh, in the terminal, yes. absolutely. If you can plug that in and allow three other people to come and yep. charge something, they will love yes. you. Friends yes. for yeah, life. They will. They will. And if you, or if you share your hotspot or your personal hotspot or your MiFi, people mm-hmm. are, you know, so it's Thanksgiving. It's that going to share. be not nice tomorrow at the airport, okay? <laughs> Everybody take a big breath. You know, buy somebody a cookie. Be nice. To, I, I try to pick up, like, those Nestle's chocolate chip cookies and take them to the people at the counter United because you know they're not happy. <laughs> they're not happy. People have yelled at them. I take a bag of chocolates to the, the flight attendants just to say thank you. You're such you. a giving person. Wow. You're just a giving person. Well, you know, we started awesome. that when the kids were little because, mm-hmm. you know, one of my children was the, the son of Satan. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he was the one that just kicked and screamed and yelled. and you know. So you paid in advance. You yeah, knew that. So just in case, you know, the first child was perfect. The second one, you know, was like, oh, can we give him back? <laughs> uh, but now they've changed. They've switched. Um, so just, you know, tomorrow, just yes. big breath, Good yoga reminder. breath, yoga breath. Before we leave, though, we're going to be out at Vinyl Draft tonight awesome so tell me a little bit about what's going on tonight well tonight it's uh, 80s the theme is 80s music uh much to doug's chagrin (laughs) yes you do absolutely a little bit yeah you could probably spin the vinyl tonight no (laughs) (laughs) but it's uh yeah it's it's 80s 80s theme it's going to be great it's a preamble Again, that's where we hold it all the time, and it is a great business event for the Clear Lake business area. It's uh, what I love is that when people walk in, they make you they make you fork over your business cards. Just <laughs> give them up. This is yes. you cannot be a business card psycho at this event. That's right. That's right. We're like Wyatt Earp. You know, you got to turn over your guns. There you go. Well, that too. It is Texas. <laughs> but yeah, turn over your Good business reminder. cards. So, um, so pretty cool. I'm hoping we'll have a. Uh, I know it's a holiday week, but I'm hoping we'll have some good folks out. Yeah, today. I think we'll have. I think we're we're okay right now as far as numbers. It's going to be. They, they usually are all the right people show up, and so it's uh, it's always good a good event. Yeah, yeah. 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 Kayla and I Sam? will be there. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Kayla and I are yeah. coming by tonight as well. Awesome. Looking awesome. forward to. Yeah, yeah. Forward to yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a good event. Dress code, business casual and above. Boots mm-hmm. and jeans. That's so. <laughs> okay. Cigars so it's like I tell people, if I Cigars can't wear efforts. my boots and jeans, if you don't want me in boots and jeans at like your wedding or your networking event, don't invite me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll wear the nice jeans. I just, you know, people keep going, Dana. You have to start looking like a congresswoman. You have to look like a, you know, why? You know, we will be worry you. about the dress code when I get yes, there. Yes, okay? yes. I love you being yes. you, Dana. Yeah. I'll buy me I love some the black pants and a black jacket. And, <laughs> you know, there. And then I'll have my little pantsuit thing going on for, for Congress. But we'll worry about that when I get there. When you're there, there exactly. Oh, uh, a couple of things just to wrap up. Uh, the uh, the website is danasteel36.com, D-A-Y-N-A-S-T-E-E-L-E-36.com. Uh, if you go there, there's a little uh, the, on the navigation bar. It says right. shop. We have brand new T-shirts. Okay. So we have uh, lots of new T-shirts up, but T-shirts and hats. So you can. Uh, you got some double X's. I have, do. I have a double X. Okay. I have a double X. Okay. It's nice. We yeah. do. Um, and then some of them even have the old uh, KLOL Runaway Radio on them. Oh yes. Yes. So yes. A lot of fun. Somebody goes. Do you have the rights to that? Of course we do. <laughs> yes, you have to make sure you have the rights to things like that. Accountability. That's right. Integrity, character, accountability. You know, I'm running for Congress. We're trying to do all of this above board as it should be at all times. So, and remember, um, if you can give, please give. DanaSteel36.com. It takes money to fill up Lady Liberty. Somebody said to me the other day, you know, I just, I'm a teacher. I said, you know what? Mm. $5 buys us a a, a Rima paper from Office Depot. You know, $10 pays part of the the Wi-Fi cost. $65 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. fills up the truck. Um, It all adds up, and it's all appreciated, and it's all for one goal, to make somebody in Congress listen to you. We'll be back with more of The Voice for Southeast Texas next week. Again, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.
You've been listening to the voice for Southeast Texas, Dana Steele. For more information or to be on the show, visit danasteele36.com. That's D-A-Y-N-A-S-T-E-E-L-E-36.com. Join us next Tuesday at 9 a.m. for more of The Voice for Southeast Texas, Dana Steele. For info on hosting your own show on Vinyl Draft Radio, contact us via email at info at vinyldraftradio.com or by phone at 281-210-4608. The preceding program, The Voice for Southeast Texas, was paid for by the Dana Steele Campaign.